Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 177. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. This is The Ambush. Imogen and Lily set a trap for the UED ghost Neiman, balancing multiple goals as usual getting the kidnapped scientist Nerud safely away from him, stealing his technology for communicating with Earth, and, what they were hired for, leaving him behind for the Queen of Blades to crush. For once, things mostly go according to plan. Note, during the scene in Egon's lab, when Imogen examines the Zelnaga artifact, a real-life monsoon rolled through our recording location, dropping a torrential downpour around us as we played. Feel free to pretend that the noises you hear are psionic static. However, if the background sound of rain is too much for your ears, you can stop listening there, read the write-up for scenes three and four, and pick up listening with the next episode. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Paul, we left off. You're on the Hyperion. There have been some sad and angry phone calls with Durian. We're on the Hyperion, and I'm not an Emojin ghost. And supposedly, you're not an Emojin sleeper agent. Who was accusing you of that again? Uh, that was Horner. Horner, yes. Yes, what was your angle in all this? Right. But I think you slept it off in both these cases, is that correct? Yeah, when Imogen got back to the ship, Lily had already like, locked herself in her room. Yeah, which gave me a week to sort out how Lily felt about the whole thing. <laughs> so, in the morning, does Lily come out, or does she stay shut up? I think she's going to come out. Were you out drinking last night with Sally? Oh, I screwed up, Imogen. What'd you do? Durian broke up with me, and I fucked it up so bad, Imogen. So bad. I was like, I called him drunk the second time. And I was I was going on about how I was gonna go after Minsk, like I'm some sort of card carrying reader or something. You told Durian you were gonna go after Minsk? Yeah, I think I did. You definitely did. <laughs> she was really drunk. <laughs> I I didn't think Durian would take our activities very well, but I'm sorry to hear Yeah. Are you Doing okay. Well, I drank a lot last night. Do you need me to make a medicine check? <laughs> like, how much did you drink? Wait a minute, where's my whiskey? I thought you were going to say, do you need me to make you a cocktail or something? No. No, she's not going to encourage more drinking. You just told her you drunkenly broke up with your boyfriend. So you said, do you need... Well... It, it was kind of like, how are you physically, like, how are you feeling? Like, I don't know what, what the st- status of modern hangover... Uh, Things are. Although, actually, Statman gave her something to, like, help with the hangover. Yeah. Make a uh, average resilience check. You take a blue die. You've got three ranks of resilience? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can handle this break this is... just fine. You're so resilient. <laughs> it's the drinking afterwards I can handle, the psychological stuff. So, yeah, I got three successes and three advantages. Uh, okay, you're physically feeling pretty good. Got a good night's rest. 
So then, I, okay, so what I'm really trying to figure out is now that Lily has told Imogen stuff, like, is she opening up? Does it keep going? But she doesn't talk that much. Um, maybe that was it. What's our next job? <laughs> Imogen says, there's certainly a few things you could do for me before we leave here, if it'd help you to have something to keep you occupied. Yep. I've got to spend some time with Stutman in the lab looking over this device that Jimmy's crew has put together. <sighs> the next job, it's the same job we were already started on. It's got him Neiman. I forgot about that guy. He's probably forgotten about us, although we did kind of cost him a laboratory. Let me lay it out for you, Lily. Let's see. Question. Yes. Is Imogen able to, like, ratchet back her excessive explaining of things enough to, get, to give Lily, like, a really succinct explanation? I mean, you can always make a... a discipline check? A discipline check. Let's make it a discipline check. How long-winded is Imogen going to be? I think this is two purples, but there's a black dot. Let's be honest. It's a failure with four advantages. I mean, you impart a great deal of detail. Yeah. Imogen... Is gonna start spewing out information. Oh, like whole, the whole plan. Yeah, the whole pretty much. Plan. She's gonna lay out the whole plan because she actually mostly put this plan together last night. So we have an agreement with our temporary employer to turn Neiman over to her, but she thinks he's bringing Earth's full force back here, and her killing him is is not gonna solve the problem of Earth wanting this sector. So I think we need to take care of that ourselves. And I have a plan to do that. Neiman's got to have the communications equipment to reach back to Earth. But based on the device that Narud left and the information, I think Neiman lacks the power, the actual source of power, to be able to send a message that far. But Narud's message indicates that Neiman's looking for some Zelnaga artifacts. So I think... Based on what Vori said about <laughs> the Zelnaga artifacts causing power fluctuations in the Hyperion, that what Neiman needs the Zelnaga artifact for is to provide enough energy, like an enormous Mobius reactor. Lily, give me a resilience check. Did <laughs> <laughs> you see a blue dice? I had advantages here. There was four advantages. Yeah, if you want. I mean, yeah. is this a, to pay attention? Yeah, or just to kind of like stay focused on this. Can that this? be a discipline? Because I was already not paying attention. Oh, right, right. <laughs> discipline like, check. I think Lily's just like, fucking Manx. <laughs> She's pretty disturbed. Yeah, we're going to get this Neiman guy and then Manx. Yeah, okay, so... <laughs> uh, just like two purples, and yeah, you can take a blue die. So one success. Okay, so you do succeed. You're okay. staying with it. So you stay with it long enough to get some main points. Uh, and this this is important. Because Imogen explicitly says to Lily, just like a giant Mobius reactor, Neiman needs the Zelnaga device to power his communications device so he can psionically trigger it to reach back to Earth. When the swarm comes in to grab Neiman, we need to already have that equipment. We need to be able to place that call to Earth instead of him. I need to place that call to Earth. You want to hack the Zelnaga? We're going to have to also break into the uh, Mobius Foundation to access the Zelaga artifact to power the thing for me to use it. Okay. So what do we need to make all this work? We need... Pull out a whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lily's like explosives. 
Possibly. God. Um, we need one. Narud said that if we send him a location, he can get Neiman to go there by telling Neiman that that's where Azel Naga artifact is. We need a realistic planet for that. That planet needs to not currently have a Zerg presence on it, be a plausible place for a Zelnaga artifact to be, and not have a Terran population to be endangered by this. So between your knowledge of Zerginess, your experiences as a pilot throughout this whole sector, and I don't know, maybe call our good friend Malorn for his perspective on where Zelnaga stuff might be. I need you to determine a good planet for that. So I can tell Aiden that's where the queen will find Neiman. But we also need to make sure that we can get Nerud out of there because Neiman has Nerud captive and I don't trust the swarm to be careful. We also need to get Neiman's equipment and have that not be destroyed by the swarm. Okay, so hack the Zilnaga. The Zilnaga stuff will happen later. Pick a planet. Pick a planet. Hack the Zilnaga, recover equipment. And rescue Nimrod? <laughs> Nimrod. Getting close. The order of operations is pick a planet, rescue Narud and steal communications equipment, break into a place that actually has a Zelnaga artifact, send a convincing message to Earth that they don't want to come to the sector ever again. Okay, I'll work on the planet. <laughs> uh, uh, which one's Narud? Narud was a prisoner... We've never met him. We have only maybe seen holographic images of him. He was a prisoner at Ten Tines, but Neiman had kidnapped him out of there before we arrived. Oh, he was the guy that was taken. Yes. I, it occurred to me that I don't think Lily really... Yeah, because you actually weren't even in the prison at all at the time that the whole holographic thing was determined. You might totally have been, blameless. Later on, you might have been like, oh, where did you get this... Holographic projector thing. Maybe she made it. Who knows? Terrorists gotta terrorize. Or just be in the other room with none. <laughs> Most incompetent terrorist ever. <laughs> okay, so if you're happy to handle choosing a planet, okay. then I'm gonna go talk with Egon about the Zilnaga stuff they have right now. Uh, so it did occur to me that maybe the Zerg database we have might assist with... So the... If you cancel off some places, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And talking with Malorn might also help. All right, so we need a planet. I'm Lex is trying to remember all the details. We need yeah. a planet that has a little bit of a Zerg presence, but nope. not no, no Zerg, Zerg no Terrans, but could have had a Zelnaga. Plausibly, could have this kind of artifact. Zelnaga stuff is tends to be like Protoss-ish Protoss war kind of. Yeah, okay. and you know, minimal life that you don't want ruined. Yeah, preferably you know not not Terrans, but Terrans on the opposite side of the planet would be acceptable. Okay, you know, it depends on the Terrans, maybe. Imogen wants to not have casualties. Where does men's flip? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, thinking too far ahead. <laughs> I guess we'll start with calling the Lorne. Yeah, we can start there. Yeah. I think that's fine. We can start with even the Lorne, and then okay. we'll switch to me and Egon. Okay. I'm trying to think what the Lorne has been up to. So it's been like a week or so. Yeah. Malorn was but he was told that like in a couple weeks to like yeah. meet up with Dorian. So Malorn very possibly has just been driving around in his fancy car, his sports his dart. His Protoss motorcycle. His short dregs blowing out behind him. His music blaring, crying over Lindasha. No, he's he's over. Oh. He he managed to get over it. See you could convince right? 
Yeah, I'll get on Old Red. That's right. You told Malorn when Dasha wasn't worth it. He listened. You call out to Malorn. Ah, yes. Lily Washington. Is your friend ready to have me start killing things? Uh... Let me think if Lily knows what he's talking about. <laughs> you were drunk during that conversation, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was. <laughs> Lily just says, sure. And then she's like, uh, we need your help finding a planet. Would you lose one? I knew Terran star charts were bad. The hard part is that Lily likes Malorn a lot. So, okay, I think it makes her a little bit happier to talk to him. No, uh, we need a place that doesn't have Zerg or Terrans, but could have had a... Zelnaka device. You know what a Zelnaka? Yes, I am familiar with the supposed progenitors of the Protoss species. What do you need this planet for? I don't know. Imogen's got some big plan to maybe we're blowing something up. I or we're luring somebody there. I didn't quite. It was a long plan. <laughs> You're going to blow up a planet? Maybe. You're going to blow up a planet. Oh, you have one. And you want one that is somehow maybe connected to Zelnaga. I suggest the Taldarim homeworld, <laughs> teeming with fools beyond imagination, who deserve nothing better than release from their slavery. All right, what's the coordinates on that one? <laughs> Transmitting now. And what's the population? I would say five billion souls, but only a few warriors. You got anything less populated than that? <laughs> Imogen wanted to avoid casualties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you, are you I mean, sure? But terrorists gotta terrorize. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I don't think it's what she had in mind. Okay. Uh, another planet. Why don't you make a knowledge protoss check, but Lorne is helping you. Uh, this is gonna be two purple dice. This will just help you identify a planet that, like, has some protoss presence in some way. So it's just straight up mine? Uh, you'll get two blue dice, though. Okay. One success. success and a threat. Okay. Uh, you take a strain. Is, you know, Lauren is just like not quite getting the picture. Okay. Uh, it's taking a little bit of time to get through to him. You want loosely populated worlds. You don't want to be found out very well. Uh, he lists off a few uh, different planets. Uh, I will say he lists off one that's known as Cyandor. mentions that it's a mainly a frozen wasteland. But supposedly Protoss at one point or another had colonized it. And he mentions another one called Strike-02. Uh, yeah, that's a temperate world, which as far as he knows is uncolonized. Okay. But uh, what are you... Are you hurting things? Like sheep? Hurting. Oh. It's like stabbing. She mentioned finding a planet, maybe calling Earth with a Zelnaga device? Are you looking for an artifact? I think we're going to try to recover it. Not much of an archaeologist. That's beneath me, frankly. When these various shrines did exist, they're often guarded by some ancient devices. No, 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 no. Oh, no, I remember now. We're laying an ambush on the planet. Later, ah, on, later on, we're going to steal it from someplace. We're going to break in and steal it or something. Who are we ambushing? Did you ever hear about Neiman? Probably not. No, probably not. He's, oh, yeah, he's a ghost from Earth. Pathetic. You want in? Yes. <laughs> All right, um, where are you now? Doesn't matter. Okay, then I guess... You, uh, where give me a now? perception check, actually. Two purples. So three successes. 
Okay, yes. Every now and then you do hear like the sound of like a punch maybe being thrown and hitting flesh. Okay. Uh, or maybe just like like a boxing bag or something. I was about to ask if there was any heavy breathing, but then I remembered Protoss don't breathe. That's right. Yeah. So wherever he is taking this call, there's some sort of activity going on. Okay, so then he's not flying. I will... Where are we at this point? We're on the... We're on the Hyperion. We're on the Hyperion. I mean, once we choose a planet for the ambush, like, that would be a decent rendezvous point. Okay. Let me pick a planet with Imogen, and I'll call you back. You can meet us there. Very well. Uh, And you hear over his, like, radio comm, you hear, like, a bell, like, ding, 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 ding! (laughs) That's it, folks! Total knockout! (laughs) Where are you? It doesn't matter. (laughs) He's, like, holding the comm with his shoulder while he, like, beats up. He doesn't doesn't have a primitive comm. He can... (laughs) The thunder from down under! The Protoss, who's the boss? Ah, he's incognito, though. What, he looks like the blonde Mal Ornery? Yes. Mal Ornery in the corner? Because he had an idea I made him. I'm glad he's making good use of that. I'm impressed that it holds up to uh, physical combat so well. Helps when you don't get hit. Mm. Yeah, then I'll call you back. Perfect. It's good talking to you. I look forward to seeing... I look forward to fighting by your side. <laughs> Always makes her feel better to talk to Malorn for some reason. It's the complete opposite of how Imogen feels after talking to Malorn. I think Lily just likes her friends. Yeah, it's good to, you know, have your, your network. It's a shame she keeps wiping them from her mind. All right, Lily, you can roll cooler discipline to recover some strength. Oh, yeah, I think she's going to crack her neck a little bit. And let's move over to Imogen. All right, it's a brand new day. No strain. Imogen is going to go see Egon. Okay. You head over to Egon's lab. Yes. Give me a vigilance check. Two purples as you're approaching. Three successes and one advantage. Am I under surveillance now that I'm known to be a foreign ghost? No, but you notice like a strange like smoke smell coming from the lab. Do I have any inkling of what that is? I have advantages here. You have advantages. It definitely smells like something is burning, like a chemical smell. All right, I will pick up my pace. And courageously burst through the door. You burst through the door. Stepman needs a vigilance check to not be startled, I think. He's going to be startled anyway. Yeah. Vigilance, not his thing. I mean, I'm not being stealthy. Uh, oh, look at that. Succeeds with a triumph, even. And two threats. And two threats. So he swallows it down a little bit. You startle him, but he doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> ridiculously react. It was a momentary. Okay. What's burning? He's got, like, some flasks on some bio sample of some sort. Okay. He's like, ah, ah, Imogen, no, stay, stay right there. This is probably dangerous to breathe in. Is he wearing any sort of breath? No. Then shouldn't you be wearing a respirator? Yes, yes, I should. But I didn't really have one. I mean, want to test this out right now. I had an idea. You know, when you have an idea, you just got to go and take it. All right, well, you can keep doing that, and I'll just go look at yours along it. Right there. <laughs> uh, yes, you can totally do that. He is deep. <laughs> Into this uh, little research problem. All right, then he is not going to get in my way. Uh, no. He got a triumph. He's succeeding at this, whatever he's doing. Yeah, he's he's going to succeed at whatever he is. I mean, I will also want to ask him stuff, but uh, I guess I'll try to access whatever notes he has in his computer here. Ah, okay. Do, 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 type, type. That's right, typing with four fingers on each hand now and the thumbs. 
So breaking into Egon's computer. I mean, I can examine the Zilnaga artifact itself first, but I figure I should look at his notes. Yes. It's up to you where you want to start. Is that why you got to point computers? One of the reasons. <laughs> okay. This is going to be... I'm sure there's blacks on here. There's also reds. Uh, oh, yes. How that... bad is it? Okay, it's going to be two reds, a purple, and two black. That didn't go well. That could have been much worse. It's still failure with the thread. Uh, you don't get, like, shocked or anything, but it's just like, system, lockout, 15 minutes. Too many incorrect <laughs> attempts. And it's not like Egon notices right away and is like, hey, where are you going? He's still really into it. Okay. But you're locked out of that system. All right. What about the device itself? What do you want to do to the device? First, I want to apply my eyes and knowledge of science. After that, science fills me, then I will use scions. Okay, let's start with the knowledge protoss check, then. Okay. Uh, I, think I have interacted with parts of this device before. Yes. So hopefully you won't pass out this time. I think this is just hard. Does that mean I'm getting a blue die? It does not. Alright, I am rolling hard knowledge protoss. Knowledge protoss is hard. Mm-hmm. I have two advantages, but failure. So you don't really know what the intended purpose of this device is. But you feel a little bit more attuned to it. It's like a blue dye on your psionically connecting with it, or are yeah. you trying... psionically connecting with it. Sorry, are you doing, like, your psychometry thing? Oh, an actual yes. attempt to do something. As opposed to a general... Psionic. Yeah. Okay. How about I say this? First... I am going to enact my psionic defense. I've gotten, like, slapped by this thing before. Yeah, yeah, you have. So I'm going to try that first to protect me. I'm going to fail that. You have natural empath. You probably want to use it on that, do you? You'd like to save that in case for actually getting through the device. Yes, I would, but also, like, I'm not in combat. Like, are rounds meaningful here? Am I not allowed to retry the psionic defense? It's costing me strain, certainly. What's your take? How long does it normally last? Is it like normally the full encounter? It's for the encounter. Yeah, I think you are not allowed to try. Okay. I have four advantages here. What is going you to You could get some strain back. You could get another blue die. Alright, I will take two, with this thing. two advantages for strain and uh, two advantages. You know, advantages. it turns out you have connected to it before. It is difficult to close your mind to it in this way. Alright. How hard is it to... Psychometrize. Oh, right. Not sure what the best way to do this is. It's the device itself, not its owner, that I really care about. Right, I can... Can I learn its fear? No. Because I feel like if the goal was to learn how to interact with it, I have to do the look back a long time because I know Jimmy has been accumulating parts of this thing for, like, over the last year. Yeah. So a uh, month is not long enough. A month might give you information on, like, what Egon's been doing with it. Or maybe what Egon hasn't like even noticed that he's done with it. Okay. Uh, but a long time would certainly give you more original purpose. Yeah, I need to do that because I need to know how someone who is supposed to interact with it did. Yeah, and you know Egon is not very organized. I am spending a story point to upgrade. Okay. Normally, if the owner of the thing is psionically active, that changes the dice pool. Are we applying that here? Yes. Okay, so that adds an upgrade and two more boost dice. Are you also... I'm also spending this. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't use one before. I'm using one now. You have natural empath still available. And I have natural empath to use if I need it. 
We have here a success with two advantages. I think I'm gonna set that. Very nice. So I. Well, okay. So let me ask you first. The Zilnaga device—they've got all the pieces now, right? They have all the pieces. What does this thing look like? It looks. How much of a room does it take up? It doesn't take up an entire room. It is like a big column in a room. So if you imagine something like the size of the throne, but taller. Okay. Uh, and it is, however it works, it's like floating inside of some, imagine like a repulsor trap field from Star Wars or something. Okay. Uh, it is, like four pieces are only sort of, like they, you can clearly tell where they fit together. Ah, but, but they're they all kind of like floating almost fit together? They're floating almost fit together, yes, that's exactly correct. Okay. So I think Imogen has stepped over whatever railing is, I think that's accurate. is there, and she's, are they floating high enough? That she would fit under it, or like that she could just walk up to it. You probably could just walk up to it. So she has climbed over that railing, and she has gone and placed her hands on two of these pieces. Okay, there are four pieces. Or and previously there was. Is like it possible one. to touch all four at the same time, like by putting two hands? I mean, on... if you use your braid to. Well, no, I meant like if if they're floating like with a sort of fracture between them. Uh yeah, with like two arms, it's a little yeah, bit like... awkward. Hands across. You gotta reach a little bit. Hands across. I'm playing Twister with the Zilnaga device. Okay. The normal use of it is emotions associated with the item, learn about the previous owner, vision of the object a day in the past. So if you want to say this is kind of like vision of the object a long, long time ago, Okay. at a point in time in which it was functioning. Yes. Uh, you do get a vision. You don't see any, like, beings, really, any creatures. Okay. Uh, per se. Uh, but it is, like, put down onto a planet, and on that planet, there's some, like, generic life forms uh, about, but you don't see, sorry, you don't see any hominids, any safety features. Okay. This device lands, and it, like, lands with, like, a thump, and it arcs out in, like, electricity in an insane amount, like, you could feel the energy raining out from this thing. And wherever those arcs of electricity go, like a, uh, you would have seen it before, Protoss has some ability to, like, warp things in. Uh, actually, I don't know if you've seen that before. Uh, we saw a ship, like, warp out of Hyperion. Uh, it's like that, but this is on a more personal level. Uh, you see a bunch of, like, structures like this warping in all over the surface of this world. Like this device? From the, not, not this device. This device is clearly, like, the conduit through which these things are happening. What are these structures like? They look vaguely Protoss in nature, but much more... Dark and stone-like, whereas Protoss structures, you know, it's a mixture of like metal and like crystal. Okay. This looks much more like warped stone and crystal. All right. So this device is warping in some vacation homes. Uh, if that's how you want to interpret it, yes. And it's doing this, and you can—you don't have to try it, but you have uh, advantages. You can feel like it is warping these things in from across the like the sector. This is a huge amount of power coursing through this thing. Yes, and it's. You get the feeling like this thing is itself somehow not a power source, but it is a conduit that lets ah, you tap into it. Okay, so... It's not a battery. No, 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 no. But there was a discussion of, like, different Protoss access different fields. Maybe it was that, like, worker Protoss we met who mentioned something about it, but... He probably mentioned, like, the Nerezine, the Dark Protoss. They tap into a different source of energy. Right. Okay, so I have the concept that... There is some pool of psionic, there may be even multiple pools of psionic energy in some way. Yes. And this seems to be a way to transfer that energy into 
being realized on our plane. Yes, there's definitely some way to do that. And I will say further, you get a sense that this thing can only conduct for so long, and then like it gets tapped out and has to like cool down, recharge. Okay. In your vision, you see many of these structures worked in, and then like and it, and it, the pieces then separate again. Okay, so this thing is supposed to be in that many pieces. Yes, and it's time passes, and you see this happen again. Okay. Do I gain any understanding of how I might be able to tap into that power? I'll say yes. It's not going to be trivial. Like, you can tell, you can feel almost. Like, you don't have the right, like, you don't have the right electrical plug to yeah. go in here. My main experience with channeling energy to do psionic things was using that cloaking glove and the energy from Old Red to, to cloak our ship. Yes. So, like, this is a completely different scale of power. It is a completely different scale of power, and you also get a sense, like, you have to prime it. In a sense, like it is providing like almost all the energy, but you have to be have enough of your own cyanic energy to like open it up. Oh, like open it up. Like when you like have to suck on the straw first to get the liquid moving through. Yes, it? just like a siphon. Okay, and that's why a cyanic person. Just like science. <laughs> okay, so. And don't worry about the dimension. You're siphoning off all this energy, bro. Yeah. I'll say with that, like you snap back to reality, not. Not bleeding and not passed out. Oh, startled. I guess I did take strain though, because I you did take strain. My power. I would like you to make a cool check. Who's gonna notice, Egan? I'm like, uh, you think three purples is an appropriate level of whoa? So is this my cool essentially for myself? Essentially for yourself. Okay. So this is a failure with one advantage. I'm a little overwhelmed at the amount of power. Yeah, like, on Yumojo, you have more advanced reactors, in general. Yeah, but they're not accessed with psionic energy. They're not accessed with psionic energy, and also, like, Yumojo's just not on the same scale. Like, the Dominion overall outputs more power uh, than Yumojo does, even if Yumojo's way more efficient. Uh, but yes, this is more power than you fathom. Than I could possibly imagine. Fortunately, I'm ambitious. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to spend a story point. Okay. <laughs> You'll just run the Dominion and we'll have to start all over again. I would like you to make a discipline check. A red and two purples. This discipline check fails with a threat. Okay. You can interpret this however you like. Uh, but you, like, that power, you could fix a lot of the things in the center with that, with continuous access to that kind of power. I understand Imogen is not someone who craves power. Yeah, it's just interesting that you word it that way, considering, like, this action is intended to try to fix things for the sector. Right. But I hadn't asked you, what do you do with this artifact after you're done with it? I mean... Sounds the, like we might not be done with it. The, the plan was to sneak out of the facility before anybody cottons on to what we were doing. I think we're like, if you had this, like, you earlier had a vision, like, the first time you touched this. You had a vision of, like, the Queen of Blades returning to normal. I had a vision of the Queen of Blades angry at me, and I suffered a psionic attack. I thought it was somehow connected with maybe you saw her as a human being. I, maybe there was, like, both things in it. I think that's probably okay. the case. All right. If you want to say, like, now there's... Now you're board, definitely really like... This is enough power to save Aiden? To save Aiden? And Ted? And Ted? Uh, who else does Imogen need to rescue? Oh, like... To heal Lily's mind or Frank's mind? like Maybe, with the right tools. Not like Lily probably wants all those memories back, but like all those people who have 
had their personalities ripped away from them by the Dominion and its resolution. I think for Imogen, power is not about like getting revenge on anybody. Power is about fixing things. Right. And so I feel like interpreting it not as like, oh, this is enough to like fuel all the Iberian's cannons, but like this is enough to like fix people that have been scarred by what has happened to the sector. Maybe, maybe after all of this, Imogen becomes an archaeologist, goes hunting down Zelnaga artifacts to use. I mean, if you already have this one, why do you need more? Why stop at one? This one is pretty big to like smuggle out of somewhere. It is. I just meant like as an alternate career path to opening the Imogen school for scientifically gifted kids who want to learn to use their minds and do other stuff. Good too. Good too. Okay. You failed your cool check. I failed my cool check and I failed my discipline check. I'm still standing inside that railing looking at this device. You get a tap on the shoulder. Uh, are you okay? I mean, you didn't pass out, so that's an improvement from last time, right? Well, you haven't passed out either, so I guess your experiment's going pretty well. Yes. I'm able to mesh some of this uh, Zerg uh, DNA fragments. So it's a couple of genes, really, uh, with our, our Neosteel. We can make regenerative biosteel. Like, you wouldn't want to do this to a person. Oh, gosh, it's horrible. But to metal, it can totally work. She hops over the rail and, like, turns Egon with her and, like, sort of, like, walks him over to the computer. I'm going to, like, a check for this. Okay, that's fine. I want to tell you what she's okay. saying, though. So that we know what type of check to make. Because I'm going to argue this is a leadership check. Okay. Because she's not going to ask him for his help. <laughs> just going to say, you're helping me. She's going to like walk him over to the computer and she's going to say, like, I need you to access whatever files you have about Zelnaga. And I need to know everything you know about Mobius Foundation. Uh, three purples <laughs> and a black because he's terrible at taking orders. I am spending a story point. Okay. Do you have knack for leadership? I do not. That is the one social skill that I don't have a knack for. you have three ranks in leadership? But I have more ranks in it than anything else. I am embracing my... Modern leader. Modern leader career. Very nice. So there is a threat. I'll take a strain if you want. I think that's appropriate. But it's a successful triumph. Uh, Egon's excited. Oh, wait, what, what kind of research are you doing? Like, he, pulled, he instantly logs in. All right, you asked what? What did you ask about She again? wants to know whatever he's learned from his interactions with his online device, but she also wants to know everything he knows about Mobius Foundation. Okay, so like the Zelnaga device, he's like, well, oh, it's been mainly, it's totally inscrutable. He talks about like the material composition of it. It's like, well, it's a very so stone-like device, and yet it seems to conduct electricity. He tells you exactly how much it weighs, which is several tons. Yeah, see, sneaking that out of a place could be difficult. Think of the utility. Uh, yes, uh, he mentions, like, they have it held in this repulsor field, it's going to be fine. He's, maybe he's got some ideas on, like, how to release this energy, but it's, uh, it's is, somehow locked. Is portable repulsor fields a thing? No, not really. Well, she asks him. Uh, portable, like, like what would to you, hold this? Like, how'd you get it on the ship? Uh, we had a big, I think, like, a truck sled kind of thing. Well, how'd you get it on there? Would you travel around the a crane? crane? Okay. Also, we took it piece by piece. Yeah, four pieces, still quite heavy. You just need an SUV suit, probably. Yeah, I mean, enough Marines and power armor probably could do it, yeah. He tells you some information about, like, the sort of energy signature it gives off. Okay. He points to, like, look, this is, like, kind of what it's emitting. This is, like, all the pieces together. Um, he talks about, like, okay. oh, like, they're all slight different pieces of this puzzle. Do you have any ideas on how to simulate that signature? Uh, well, I mean, I've been working on some models to, like, try to understand it better. 
Because now she's thinking like that would help with the luring demon. Yes, she give can, me like, object a fake. Give me a some sort of knowledge check. I think give me knowledge for Adas of three purples. You clearly communicate your idea to him. Nope, okay. I have advantages, but he does not. He doesn't get it. He's not following what you're saying. He's like thinking maybe oh, I want to be able to detect the signature. Yes, yeah, so you want to be able to detect it. Or like he's signature. simulating it just so he can like understand it better, not so he can spoof it. Right. Um, are you doing anything with these advantages? He shares with you like some of his sample sensor readings that he's taken. Okay. So you have that available. Uh, and you want to know about Mobius. Uh, Mobius Foundation. Let's see what he knows about. Aye, aye. You're doing this job for them. They're like the one place that I don't have a tattoo of. I know. <laughs> Do they make Mobius reactors? Are they somehow connected to any of that? Uh, so he fails. So he does say, like, uh, yeah, they're the, they are the company that makes Mobius reactors. I don't know a lot about them other than they're willing to deal with us. Most people aren't. So I guess there's some kind of tech company. I mean, I didn't get a job there, so they can't be that good. You don't have any of their publications or anything. Well, we don't really have any money to access, you know... I can't afford scientific journals. A, a journal account, nor could, you know, I really get one delivered anyway, since, you know, kind of a rebel organization. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, I don't know that much about them, other than I don't think they're that old. Who hooked you up with this job? Was it something Jimmy arranged, or did someone approach you? I think it was Horner had some contacts, maybe? Or maybe they came to us. I think it might have been the latter. Yeah, I don't know. So tell, tell me more about your, your project. Is your, your lost and found company also doing scientific research? You're looking for more of these, right? I got to tell you, having something like this on hand, that one doesn't have to just turn in to someone who hired you. It could be very useful. Yeah, that's why they pay the credits, though. But if there's more things like this out there, maybe you could do a lot of good with this much power. I mean, you can do a lot of things if you can control it. I haven't had much luck with that. The fluctuations are spiking. No, I imagine you wouldn't. Uh, I would like some sort of check. Because he's going to interpret that as an attack on his scientific acumen. <laughs> you, you dummy. <laughs> uh, charm? Probably charm. Uh, up against two purples, but there are two blacks. Because, you know, you're attacking his technical skill. Don't you have... You don't have I do time. have knack for time, yes. You do? Okay. This is a success. There's a threat. I'll take a strain. Okay. But I will say Egon already knows that I am psychically gifted. Yes, that's true. It has come out in little bits and pieces. So that might make him be like, oh, wait, like, what can you tell from the thing? Like, yeah, I think he becomes more just like, wait, wait, can you, can you connect to it and maybe I can take some readings? Or here, let me, he pulls out like some electrodes, you don't know where from, and he wants to attach them to your forehead. I think negotiation check. What else can I get out of this? Okay. I'll give you a red and a purple, actually. <laughs> he has to spend a lot of time fighting for like the rights of the he science does. lab. He does. <laughs> He's, you know, the science lab director. Many successes. So I guess I will ask you as a GM, what more useful information for my purposes can I get here? I'm happy to let him attach leads to me and... Yeah. I'm trying to think what else... As, like, as far as, like, people go, like, I trust Egon. Egon's known for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've already got information about, like, what the energy readings look like. You've got information on how to use it uh, already. Yeah. Correct. Is there anything 
in his computers about Mobius that maybe he didn't know, but like that I can end up getting access to. That's fair. Yeah. He'll. He can, I'll, he can I'll make you a guest this. account. Yeah, and he'll give you a guest account on the computer. I'm sure. Limited access guest account. Okay. To access publicly available articles. That's fine. About Mobius Foundation. Uh, so I will need a computer stuff. Average computers. I'm just picturing a little bit about what this all looks like, considering there was like the fire earlier or the smoke or whatever. That's like now just like providing this kind of eerie like ceiling. Yeah, fog. The, you have the Zelnaga thing, and then he's hooking electrodes up to your head. Um, I'll make a computer's check, but he should also make some sort of science check too. Yes, he will. For what he does with leads attached to my brain. What was the. Just average. Did you have an account? Whew. The harder than I thought to look up articles. Well, they have to do it in a secure way. You know, it's a little stressful, but you get there. Mobius Foundation, yes. Uh, it was, looks like it was founded about three years ago, so after the end of the Confederacy. Okay. Uh, it seems to be made up of prominent scientists who escaped Dominion purges. What does prominent mean? People who held some sort of level of influence in the Confederacy. So, like, think, like, the chair of a department at a prestigious university. Okay, so not politically. Probably. Not necessarily politically, no. Okay. But in their fields, they were... In their fields. Well-established. Uh, there was, like, maybe a CEO. People who had some means, but weren't, like, political, so they weren't necessarily prime targets for Dominion removal. Okay. Where is their foundation headquartered? Uh, you don't have a headquarters for them. Or where is this device supposed to be delivered? That you do, you do fine. That's like in an email or whatever it's on posting. It's going to be delivered to Dead Man's Rock, actually. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and you suspect that's only going to be a temporary holding site. Okay. That because this organization, they, uh, it's like the Dominion tolerates them, but doesn't necessarily control them. So they like, they might have like a space station or something like they that. They might have a space station somewhere for secure research. We're going to have to hide in a crate. Something like that. I was just making a mental tally of all the things it sounds like you want to steal. The Zelnaga device, a Mobius reactor. I, I don't want to steal it. I want us to break in and I want to use it. I don't need to take it out of the location. We're just going to have to take over this whole facility. I mean, but if it's already in a ship and you just take the ship, you're not really taking it. You're just taking the ship. I just need to use... I just need for five minutes. Five, <laughs> Lily, five not a criminal. She's not going to do any of this. If Imogen asked. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Are you, I'm kidding. She'd go like, oh, wait, you didn't want to take it? Put it back. <laughs> so, Egon. There was an SCV suit. I couldn't help it. <laughs> takes some fancy, fancy readings. He gets a blue dye because he's using my brains. Well, you're I mean, cooperative. I, what kind of science is he doing? I think this is knowledge protoss. This so, is why he's not super good at okay, it. Okay, so he should have gotten an upgrade and not a blue dye. You are not directly helping him, I would say, unless you think this is literally the kind of help that he should get. Yeah, I, I feel like I am directly helping okay. him. You have two ranks? I have two ranks. He's connected things to me, and I'm telling him about sensations. <laughs> oh, well, that's much better. That is four successes. He's able to, like, see, like, oh, okay, okay, okay. You need some, some psionically active person to be able to puzzle inside there, to be able to open up. Wait, it's like it? a siphon. He's like he's just now realizing like it there's like almost no energy in here though. It's it's not a battery? Oh no, no. There's some other place. What do you mean some other place? I don't really know. 
I can't really articulate it. Well, then how do you know if you don't know? If you've never been to the other side of the bridge, you still know something's holding up that end. Yeah, because you can see it. And you saw it put together. And you understand how a bridge works. This is a bridge. It doesn't look like a bridge. You don't. It have doesn't look like a bridge on these charts. <laughs> you don't have the eyes to see it. You're using all the eyes I have. You don't have the right ones. Wait, are you saying cyanogaph people have different eyes? No, Egon, that's figurative language. Just making sure. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes. It's like a retractable bridge, and a cyanic person needs to be the one to lower the drawbridge. It's like a gene lock to cyanic. It's a cyanic lock. Ah, bother. All right, I suppose it's just as well. You aren't going to be allowed to keep it anyway. No... That just gives me the drive to extract as much information as I can from it. I was hoping Mobius would ask us to do something with it, but we'll see. Imogen plans to do something with it, all right. All right, you can roll cooler discipline and recover strength. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe and played using the Genesis role-playing system published by Edge Studio. Our GM was Daniel, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.